<laughs> hey everyone, <laughs> this is Rembert Brown, and it is Advantage Kids Hour Four. And with me, I have a dear friend, Megan Collins. Hey, hi, Megan. Hi, Rembert. I think I, I'm getting loopier earlier than I thought. This is fun. This well, is this is fun. No, this this intro music would make anyone loopy. Oh, it's so good. I forget what it was called. It's called like like Bossa Nova or something. I don't I don't know what it's called. Well, you know what's so funny is every time that I hear a new podcast and like you can tell they just bought stock music. Yeah. And you're like, this is really tacky. And then literally two episodes later, you're like, I can't imagine this podcast without this music. So yeah. this is gonna become part of you. I hope you're ready for that. I love it. Um like this is gonna be played at your wedding. Oh god. Yes. Um, you are, wow, um, I'm just looking at my list. Somehow, you are the, wait, one, <laughs> yeah, you are the seventh person okay. I've talked to today. Wow, that's and more people than I talk to in a day sometimes just regardless. Here's the thing, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder about my voice because I have these two nodes on my throat. Which is why I have this like raspy voice. Okay, so not everyone has those nodes. No, no, no. These are nodes that I've gotten like, like had to like get like taken off before okay, they, Kelly Clarkson. they came back. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm very interested. Like maybe I won't make. Let's let's talk about this. Will I actually go to make it 24 hours? Well, here's my question: Is if you make your goal before then, do you need to? Like, do you have some sort of out clause that's like, bye guys, it's 10 o'clock. But we're done. There, there are no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules. I mean, in theory, I could just walk out of here right now. At any moment. At any moment. I but mean, I'm not going to because um, we've raised a lot of money. We've, we're halfway there. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's amazing. But here's the thing. And we're so not halfway there in my day. No, not at all. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, because uh, it's all mental. I'm sure. trying to figure out, like, what's the best way to mentally feel like I'm closer to the end. Mm. So like when I'm saying like, oh, I have 21 hours left. Is that? That's not helpful. That's not no, helpful. That doesn't sound helpful at all. Um, I never played tennis. I was a runner for a while. So I know that like running is like very much a mental game. Is tennis a mental game? Tennis is 90% mental. Okay. So that's I don't know. What, can't you use say. some of your kids camp training? That's true. To figure Vis- out how to. Visualization. Yeah. Visualize you at. 9.30 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow, feeling great and having raised like a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Uh, Megan, I would love for you to um, introduce yourself a bit. Tell tell anyone listening what it is you're up to and what you do and uh, all that. Yeah, let me give your nodes a break. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Any opportunity <gasps> I get to not speak, it's amazing. <laughs> well, I run Style Girlfriend. It's a men's lifestyle uh, website we kind of share with guys the you know, inside peek at what women not only want to see them wearing, but also maybe how we want to see them acting and behaving, which in 2018 seems to be more important than ever. And it's great. And that's how we met, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel like I had just started Style Girlfriend and I like discovered you on wherever, wherever. And this was back at a time when you could just tweet at people. I literally, like, I, if I dig back far enough, I can find a tweet that just says, I want to be friends with at Robert Brown. Oh. And then you tweet it back and you're like, okay. What's up? Hey. <laughs> And that's that's our origin story. So, um, yeah, I have been doing that full time for a while, which is very confusing to my family in Wisconsin, who like not rudely, but like at family reunions will be like, how do you make money? And I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, like 
online. It's in the cloud. I don't know. So it's great. I love it. We hear from readers like all the time that are just like, oh, like I discovered you guys and, you know, yada, yada, cut to two months later and I asked for the raise that I didn't know if I deserved, you know, two months earlier when I didn't feel as confident or I asked out the girl that I had had a crush on but thought was out of my league. So for us, it's very much like understanding that when you look your best and feel your best, you're going to go out into your day with more confidence. Like that's what we're all about. So it feels, I kind of had to reorient myself again, especially after like the election and everything that happened. Like I had to reorient myself and be like, do guys need, do straight guys need any more help? Maybe not. Maybe they're doing fine without me. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is really great to be able to have those conversations with our audience. That's like, Hey, you're not Harvey Weinstein, but like, maybe you could be better. Like yeah. maybe you're being a jerk in this way at work, or maybe you're not listening to your partner in this specific way. So which is something that all, all men need everyone. Hashtag all men. All men. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's actually really funny. I, can I take this over? Yes. <laughs> I have a podcast, so I'm, let me just host this for the next 20 minutes. Um, I texted you yesterday and you didn't get back to me, which is fine. I know you're busy. No. But what? I was busy. I know. I was mentally I'm preparing myself. I was mentally preparing myself. I'm not mad. But I was looking through all these pictures on my phone last week uh, <laughs> to find good pictures of myself for my new profile on uh, Raya. Humble brag. I'm alone in this world. Raya. <laughs> if you out here on Raya, is, is, is Raya a swiping thing? I don't know. It's like a tapping thing. All right. Yo, tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really funny because I was like going, I was just like going deep uh, into my like iPhone 5S of photos, which I kind of stopped taking them on this because it's so bad. And yeah. so like I got to the end really fast. And what I found was an embarrassing number Sorry, they just like turned up, getting... like turned up like T Pain loud or I something know. like that. I'm, I don't I'm, know what they like doing. The I was kind of like pulling it. me off yeah. of the stage. <laughs> wow, that's, I, I, what is it? I like claim my time. Keep um, going. Yeah, but so I found an embarrassing amount of screenshots of your writing. Okay. It's and it goes like back. So I picked the top three, and it's just like things that you wrote, just not like obviously the full thing, but it's just a screenshot of like a sentence that I thought was funny and wanted to emulate later and like steal from. And what's great is like the URLs aren't even in here. So yes, I picked my top three. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing and fun. I love this. And I'm going to read it. And then I want you to tell me if you remember where it's from. Okay. And like what the article was about. Okay. I might do bad at this. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if either of us are up for the challenge. All right. Let's go. We're doing it. Let's go. Okay. So the first one is from September 30th, 2013. I told you, this is embarrassing. I've not gotten a new phone in a really long time and... 2013. Okay. Right. Okay. As much as Ludacris the rapper is adored, he really gains nothing by making music anymore. Him making music is like me playing intramural sports. I'm just doing it to feel like I, quote, still got it. But I, quote, don't got it. Not even, quote, close. I have a, quote, little belly that's, quote, not going away as quickly as I, quote, thought it would. Um... <laughs> Okay, so this had to be. So <laughs> oh, that little belly is still around. Uh, um, that must be something related to a Fast and Furious movie. Um, and it was 2013. It was after my road trip. 
Yeah. So it was September. So yeah, it must have been either a Fast and Furious trailer or something about the next Fast and Furious movie that was coming out. I can see in the screenshot the top line or like the the paragraph before says something about films like Fast and Furious 6. So I think you're Boom. right. Okay. Boom. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself one. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. The next one is from... June 24th, 2014. Okay. Wow, I've been obsessed with you for a really long time. June 24th, okay. This is something. Uh, (laughs) This actually, I think, is super relevant. Uh, I just, okay, here we go. I just wanted to save this kid, and I wanted to turn to that mean girl and call her ugly, but I didn't because I'm a 27-year-old man. I did, however, put a curse on her. No one will ever take her to prom. Forever. That's what she gets. Oh, and all her once magical prom powers now go into that boy's arm, and no one will ever laugh at him again. I did that. Oh my God! What? <laughs> There's more. Why that was I gives so me mean? Context. Why was I so mean to this girl? Was it a? Do you want me to keep reading? Was it a boy? This must. Was there like a teen movie where he got picked on? It's like, June twenty. June twenty fourteen. Damn, twenty fourteen. Damn, I don't know, but I love that I wrote that. So it must have been like a log because the next paragraph is 5.55 p.m. With only one group ahead of me, I watched one of the other courts go through their drills. On the side closest to me stood a boy very small for 14, the minimum age. He tracked down three balls thrown at him, struggled to hold all of them in his hands, oh, and then know. unleashed the cannon. It I know was like watching Doug Flutie. I know what this is. <laughs> this was, I was, um, I was, uh, Auditioning to be a ball boy yep. at the US Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a rough day of my life. I had just like, like a week before I had like tried, I had like my first like attempt of like, like, which is now a successful attempt, but like had stopped like smoking cigarettes. Oh. And I was like, I haven't smoked cigarettes in a week. I'm going to be a keep ball up with boy. These I was kids. dying. I was just like, <gasps> It was the worst. It was the absolute worst. Um, Beyond that context, the only reason I even like remember this is because I also thought for a moment I was like speaking like like outside of my body, talking about myself. Because that's <laughs> I was like I was like that poor boy. It's me. I'm the poor boy. I'm the poor boy. No, I saw I was on vacation and I like I don't know like Ryan and Kelly like live with Ryan and Kelly was on in the background and Ryan Seacrest did like a bit where he went to the U.S. Open and he, like, practiced with the ball boy and girls. And it was dumb and not as good as your 2014, I guess this would have been for Grantland? I don't know. Yeah, that's when, uh, yeah, Grantland still exists at so, that yeah. point. Do you remember what the girl did to make you want to call her ugly and nah, mean? That's so... And put a curse on her? I, I, I'm, I can completely stand by putting a curse on her. I just wish I didn't call her ugly. That seems mean. Well, it sounds like you didn't. You said I wanted to uh, call her ugly, but, even but I didn't. It, even, thinking it, even thinking it, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's fine. That's I, I, those are my words. All right. We're, uh, all, we're all growing. Sure. At all, even when you're 27, you're still learning. Okay. So here's the last one I have. And if you don't get it, like immediately, like I, I have to get up and walk out of this room. Is it Pretty Little Liars? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like the perfect description of the thing that you're describing. And, and I just, I hope that it's stuck in your brain as much as it's okay, stuck in mine. Okay. Okay, it's from August 30th, 2015. Okay, okay. Okay. This is a new song. And if imagining Russell Wilson's haircut writing a five-minute musical about Anchorman 2 gives you the chills, you'll probably like it. This is a... 
This is a new song. This is a new song. Russell Wilson. Read it, read it one more time. <laughs> You're going to die when you know it. I, I have the screen grab, but I feel like I would remember it even, or even without. Okay. This is a new song. And if imagining Russell Wilson's haircut writing a five-minute musical about Anchorman 2 gives you the chills, you'll probably like it. Damn. It's like a, it's like part of like a music roundup or like a new songs roundup. The one below it is a Solange song with Dev Hines and King. So I'm 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 assuming that this is a bad song. Uh I would yeah, guess that you don't like it. Cause that's not a nice description. I don't know. What is it? Are you Googling Russell Wilson right now? Like are you just like trying to get like inspired by his curly locks? What Damn. you can't Google it. You can't are you you can't Google it. Don't cheat. Oh my god, stop. I'm cheating. <laughs> oh my god, it's Macklemore. It's Macklemore. <laughs> it's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis downtown. downtown. That's the worst song. I, d- I didn't remember it. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember it because I've blocked that song ever existing out of my head. <laughs> like, you could have put a gun to my head. I'd been like, no, Michael Moore did not have a song called Downtown. They never had a song called Downtown. I don't, I do not know what you're talking about. I don't know what it, I think being from Wisconsin and like having Russell Wilson play for us, so like, I feel oh, yeah, some college. sort of, Duh. yeah, Duh. I feel some sort of like claim over Russell Wilson. So I think that's what amused me so much about it. It's but just I, the idea of his haircut. But I love Russell Wilson now. No, I'm not. I love I, him and Sierra now. I don't even, I did not love him then. I did not love him then. Oh, well, that's fair. Um, But I just, it was just such a specific, like I, I aspire to write like that in such an absurd, specific way. And it was, so it's, this is me trying to give you a compliment, but like that just like drag of Macklemore yeah. is like one, it's like going to be on my like, phone forever. But also like, damn, like Russell Wilson was like collateral damage in my drag of Macklemore. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, but it's still accurate. Like that, I mean, he's had some bad haircuts. It was a real bad haircut. Yeah. Real, real bad haircut. And, oh like, was he great in the background of Sierra's In My Feelings Challenge? Sure. Like, do I like him more than I used to in terms of just, like, kind of being... Like, now that he's a dad, like, it's okay for him to be a dorky dad. But he's, like, been a dorky dad since yeah. he was probably, like, 19. So dad makes it makes corny okay, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, like, the point of dad jokes. It's, like, you can't be mad at a dad joke. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Um, tell me... Okay, you have to tell me if anyone else comes in prepared for, with like. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I, I will. I will literally be like, "Oh, you thought you were being original? Guess what? They're young, not gonna." Young they're Collins just, came out here with, no, with receipts. They're gonna come in, sit down, and be like, "All right, you do all the work, remember? You've been up for eighteen hours straight, but what would you like to know about me? Ask me an insightful question about myself. Boom. I didn't ask for that. Boom. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me. Um, <laughs> I, what? I want you to tell me. This is like, it's so funny, like being like after 31 years of living and not being a stickler for time. Now I'm like out here, like looking at my watch, trying to be like. I mean, you're still pretty on time. You're four hours in and like. I'm four hours in, like, I want you to tell me. <laughs> in three minutes. In three minutes. Okay. I want you to tell me um, two things that you are very excited about. Okay. That. Um, one personally and one professionally that have happened in your life in the last, like something you're working on, something you're doing, something you saw, somewhere you went um, in the last three months. Over the, the summer. The summer. Yes. That's a good amount of time. 
professionally, I will say, and I don't know how to say this without sounding gross, but like this month we like style girlfriend drove more revenue than it ever has before, like in a single month. Bah, bah, bah. Yo. I love it. I mean, I still had ramen for dinner last night. Like, don't get me wrong. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very big deal. And it was something that at the beginning of the summer, I actually was like, all right, like this, I'm going to set this like whatever KPI for myself of like, I want to make this much by this time. And I didn't actually make that, but like I made more than I had. And I'm like, we're still very small. Like I have contributors. We like have a really great team that's like spread out um, like Oakland, LA here. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of like running the ship maybe more than I would like to be at this point in my career. The hope is delegation sure, at some point. At some point. But like that said, I'm still out here pitching business or like feeling, you know, brand requests that are maybe lame. And then I try to turn them into something cool or whatever. Cause like whatever. It's the name of the game. Yeah. And so that's super exciting. Like I just kind of got to check that off on my like spreadsheet <laughs> just this morning. So that's really cool. And then the other really exciting thing, the personal thing is I'm moving. I'm currently, I live on the lower, lower East side and I'm moving to the lower East side. And we're moving on up. Mm-hmm. She's ten, moving on up. Ten blocks north, baby. Uh, and that's a big deal. I really like the apartment. This is like a very, it's like a dumb thing. It's like the secret, but like literally. So I knew I had to move because my building got sold. And they're like flipping all the apartments to be much nicer than I can afford. Yes. In this like Chinatown, Lower East Side sort of uh, side street that I'd never heard of before I moved in there. And so I knew I was going to have to move. And I'd just been putting it off. And I was like, just very like. I didn't even let myself think about moving until like August 1st. And then I kind of immediately started looking and, you know, kind of freaked out about it. But before then I was like idly sitting around one day and I was like, you know what grownups have built-ins built-ins built-ins, which is something I know about because you said the phrase built-ins to me the other day. And yes! I'm like, uh, and I was like, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And then I looked it up. I was like, I like, did yeah, know I do. what she was I do. talking about. <laughs> I did know what she was So talking just like about. bookshelves that are like built into the wall or like a <sighs> crevice or built whatever. In. Yes. And so like literally the first apartment that I looked at, it had like just a it, stupid amount of built-ins. Like it's a it's just built-ins everywhere. And I took it. I was like, great, this is New York. Like this will be gone by the time I get home to like email this chick. So I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. Give, please, please give me this apartment. So I'm also really lucky because it's been unoccupied. Like all week and so I've been like slowly moving stuff in and then having the movers come and moving like the rest of my big stuff uh, on Sunday and it's just like I don't know not like again not to get all like the secret or like Mercury just got out of retrograde but like I feel very like hashtag new beginnings right now so that's great yes going into the fall in a big way summer was kind of like I would have liked to have had more summer but I was very busy and like it is what it is it is what it is so it's still August though for like a day. I am kind of bummed I'm missing. No, it's hot outside. I'm fine being here. Even though we need some ventilation in here. Yeah, you um, might. It's going to get like funky. I brought like. Especially change. once you start eating that Moe's. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to bring the. the uh, Leave it. The at, food out mm-hmm. in here. Maybe like a start. smoothie in here. You could do like yeah. a nice like light acai bowl. Are there smoothies out there? I heard there's smoothies. What? I don't even know what's out there. They don't, they don't let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to stay in here. Um, I would like to. Um, this is the part of the podcast. Were you kick me out? I, no, I try to get serious. Oh, um, get serious, Rembert. I would like to thank you for coming <gasps> on the show. It's very nice wow. that you said yes. 
Is like, um, is it when you talk like that, like your ASMR voice? That's how I know you're being serious. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to anyone about ASMR. I hate it. I hate Am it. Am I doing it right now? I don't know. Is this- it's the worst. I hate it. Except there is a video of Janet Jackson doing it. Yes, doing it. Oh, I was kind of like, I'm kind of into this. I'll be honest. I watched the whole thing twice. Yeah. Um, no, you're very welcome. I think what you're doing is great. And honestly, like I said, I've been, I'm very appreciative. I'm not complaining about moving. It's just been a lot. And so this has been like the highlight of my week in granted a pretty empty field, but like Boom. you still took the top spot. I, I've never cared about the field. There you go. Just trying to take a top three spot yeah. for someone's week. What is the saying? Like, you're not like, don't look at other people's journeys. Stay on your own path. Didn't know that was the saying. I don't know. I'm I think I'm, I'm sure that I mangled it, but like. I'm happy to be here. I, I'm Instagram living this, so I hope that all of our uh, style girlfriend audience goes and contributes. Can you just do a quick? Yes, I will look at you wow. and, or look at the camera um, that I forgot was pointing at me the whole time. Hope I was sucking in. And um, <laughs> the donate link is advantagekids.co slash donate. And what are you um, doing? What's it for? And it is for I'm trying to raise uh, $24,000 in this one 24-hour period to... Send in full all expenses paid my tennis summer camp that I grew in to the uh, grew up in to the U.S. Open 2019. Isn't that the best thing? It's the best. It's I'm very excited. Best. We are making a lot of uh, headway right now. We are like in the in the. Has anything come in while we've been talking? Yes. <gasps> um, $150 has come in since we've been talking. Oh my god, Just that's like amazing. 20 minutes. It's great. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, thank good- you all. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Um, where can they find you on the grams and the in the internets? Style Girlfriend is at StyleGF on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at Megan Collins, no H's or any of that garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Thanks. And stay there because I'm about to get my next guest in here. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Th- Will you go like tap on the window, Meg? We're doing this live. Yeah, it, we're, when we're in the middle episodes, I just like, I just keep talking. I just keep talking. Yeah, you, you do you. <clears throat> no, you don't have to whisper. No. Okay. Megan, Hi. Megan, Hi. this is Anna. Hi. How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, I'm sweaty. It's all good. We're awesome. Thank you. That's my introduction to Yeah. You start with an apology. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just like that, there's a new person. Here I am. In here. Yeah. Uh, hello, world. I am sitting across from one Anna Holmes. Hello. Your first name isn't one. Um, <laughs> it like it is you, not. You're right. <laughs> you're uh, right. Hey, Anna. Hi. I was so happy that you um, were like, yeah, tell me when to roll through. Yeah. Um, also, my office is so close by that it uh, felt yo, like a... Shout out to Anchor. Um for having an office close to other people's offices. Yeah. Let me tell you, like that is that is definitely like I think there's a lot of love that's coming in, but like the proximity is definitely, you know, if I was like, yo, come to come to you know, Crown Heights in the middle of the day, it might right. be hard. The ease, um, the ease of use is is, is easy. Is, is good. The location scout for this office, thank you so much. Uh you're helping the kids. Um how are you? Good. I want to know how you are, though, because you've been doing this, what, for now three and a half hours? And you have another um, 21 to go? What time is it? Um, 1.30. So, so, um, so yeah, uh, I am in, in 
round. I'm headed towards hour four. Okay. I'm um. You all right? I'm good. I have some um some things that uh I'm I'm not worried about. I'm just like monitoring. Um, I'm just I'm just very interested to see if my voice is going to make it. Oh um, yeah. Do you have things? I mean, you have obviously you have beverages. You yeah. have okay these, which are Mary H K brought okay. me these. <laughs> oh, dry mouth lozenges. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw Mary that Mary had been here, and I'm bummed that I didn't see her. I know it's a it's like there's like it's a very selfishly amazing day for me because I get to see like a lot of people I don't yeah. see often, um, which is keeping my energy level up. I also saw um, Miss Info. Yeah, Minya was here. You know, you know, you probably don't know, um, but. Minya and I worked together at Glamour Magazine before she was Miss Info. Um, in yeah, she's back to Minya. The, oh, yeah. she is. Yeah, I just call. Okay, her, I just call her. Minya. Um, this would have been like in '99 or 2000, maybe even 2001. And we were both staff writers, and and I, I'm not going to speak for her. I hated the job, um, <laughs> but I loved her, and and now she's become something else and, yeah. and amazing. And I, I didn't say anything to her when she was behind me because I she seemed, you know invested in what she was doing yes. um but i haven't seen her since that time that's wild so, that that yeah. happened here i did uh, yeah <laughs> that's very cool um what are you um tell me tell me things like um what well are, can we talk about about what this this is a fundraiser for oh yes absolutely i, I, I will talk about it and also about times. tennis yes um i just want to ask you questions about tennis <laughs> i will i will literally thank you i will field quest any questions you have okay um but yeah i am um the whole point of this is to raise money for the uh, tennis summer camp that I grew up in, right? Um, in uh, Southwest Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually uh, saw the camp. <clears throat> um, they were up at the U.S. Open for Arthur Ashe Kids Day over the weekend. This past weekend, yeah. Okay. So that that like so the the good thing about Arthur Ashe Kids Day is like it's the two days before the actual open starts, mm-hmm. so you can get into the um, the the center for free mm-hmm. um, that Sunday night, which is when like the first matches start. So they okay. like, they clear out the whole place and then like now you need tickets again. Gotcha. But um, yeah, when I was a kid, my coach, coach Wink um, was like a legendary Atlanta figure. Like the, the person where like you, <clears throat> you go to the grocery store with him and like, it takes like an hour and get a half that, because yeah. he knows every single person right. and is like taught every single person's kid. And like, yeah. And, like a 15 mile radius. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there was like a hope back when I was a kid, I started going there when I was six. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, a story, a very good story is um, when I played baseball, we used to play in the grass. We used to practice in the grass that happened to be outside of the tennis center. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> like, this is like T-ball, but like, a ball went up and I went to catch it and I missed it and it hit me in the nose. Mm. And my nose is bleeding. So my mom took me into the tennis center to get ice. And that's when my mom met Coach Wink. And the summers before I went to Spelman Dance Camp, mm-hmm. but uh, they like either weren't doing it the next summer or my mom wanted me to like play another sport. So because I was bad at baseball, we mm. learned about this tennis camp. So that's why I started going that summer. And then every subsequent summer for the until I went to college. Okay, first of all, what position did you play in baseball? I was a first baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very confident, like, I was I was very good at catching. But every time the ball was about to go in my glove, I would close my eyes. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. But I would I would always catch it. But like it hurt so bad. Right. I, I secretly hated 
baseball because I was like deathly afraid of getting hit by a pitch. And there were some like big wild boys throwing complete reckless fastballs. <laughs> and I was just like this, like, I don't want sports to be like aligned with terror. Right. And yeah. I was like, tennis, like there's less terror. Yeah. Um, basketball, less terror. Baseball, yeah. like someone's throwing something at my head. Yeah. I don't a, know if a very, like very it. small, hard object. Yeah. yeah. Like there's not a lot of give in a baseball. No. Like, I've been hit by tennis balls like probably a thousand times, but I'm still fine. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. So you, so you went to, to tennis camp every summer. Was it like the whole summer? Was it literally ev- like every day for the entire summer? Monday, or was it Monday through Friday? My mom would drop me off around 8 a.m. Pick me up around 7, 8 p.m. And what was the, what was the demographic makeup of the kids at the camp? Like 100% black. Really? But, yeah. That's, it's a funny thing because when I talk about tennis and I've yeah, had people, people think com- of white people. Yeah, people think of white people and people think like preppy, not, yeah. not, not just white people, like mm-hmm. rich white people. Exactly. And like even the other day, like I put up an Instagram video of me hitting like a backhand and someone's like, oh, there's that prep school backhand. I'm like, no, like I literally grew up only around black people playing tennis. I didn't grow up around black people people playing tennis, but that's because I grew up around white people, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who played tennis was just white, except for me. Because I, the people that didn't play tennis were also white. Right, exactly, exactly. But um, but I, yeah, I, I, that's part of the reason I found it fascinating, because I think I grew up assuming that tennis was a very white game. Yeah. Um, along with other particular, you know, certain sports, yeah. downhill skiing, yeah. <laughs> ice hockey, but but uh, you know, may, may, maybe tennis less so. And Wait, where'd you grow up? In Northern California, okay. uh, near Sacramento. Okay. Um, and this was, you know, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. So this was before the Williams sisters had come on to the yeah. scene there, there, there were the only black tennis player I was ever aware of. Well, they were, they weren't, they were not playing tennis anymore. It was Arthur Ashe and Althea Gibson. Right. Exactly. Um, but there was no one that I could think of that was currently paying, playing tennis at the, the time that I was growing up, um, and, and paid any attention to it. But, uh, uh, I, I did myself. I did take tennis lessons maybe one summer, not the whole summer, but maybe like for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't think I was very good at it. I yeah. wanted to be good at it. And I think I have good hand-eye coordination. Maybe I just didn't like running back and forth. It's a lot of running. Yeah. It's a high running, like it's on the spectrum. Like there's more running in tennis than basketball. Is there really? Yeah. Um, not as much as soccer. Like mm-hmm. that was like a level of endurance that even at my like peak mm-hmm. athleticism mm-hmm. could not even come close to. Mm-hmm. But um, there's more like there's like tennis and basketball. They actually were like pretty complimentary because they both are stop, like stop start sports, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but fast twitch muscles, yeah, fast twitch muscles, <laughs> but also like the, the like X factor to tennis is that we were playing like all day in like 95 degree heat in Atlanta. With the humidity With the of humidity Atlanta. With the humidity of, yeah. Like, yeah. so it was, but like, I, I just, it never, I just like loved it. You don't recall being bothered by the heat. I, I recall not knowing anything else. Yeah. And like, it, a funny thing is like, my school pictures are so funny because you take school pictures in the fall. I was so dark. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. so like, like everything. Cause I would, I would play during the fall, but like just the amount of time in just like the sun, like very little shade sure. anywhere. I was just like five shades darker than I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, come September. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it. My mom, my mom also played tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she was pretty good. She like still plays, um, like does drills mm-hmm. with like um, some of her friends that mm-hmm. like, she's known for like thirty plus years. Did you um, play with her when you were a kid? Did would, you, would um, she? We would we would play like at the same place. Like okay. um, we didn't we. But like, she wasn't like we, after breakfast we're gonna go drive down to the no, court and some. So there was a period where like you know. There was a period where I took it very serious. Like we, we as a household, a two-person household, took it very seriously. Like she was like driving me to tournaments like every weekend. Okay, so this was um, you were seriously playing tennis. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I was like the the one the thing that never like is par- probably why I never like made it like super super far is because I never stopped playing basketball. Okay, so like it never became like a fully the, year-round the primary sport thing, yeah. because mm-hmm. like come fall. Like, I would still go out there maybe, um, you know, once a week or something like that, um, especially because it was, like, the tennis center. The, the, that tennis center for me was, like, a very close equivalent to, like, what culturally a barbershop is. Mm-hmm. Like, like... A locus for, like, the community. Yeah, it's and- like, men and women would just show up even if they weren't playing tennis. Yeah. It was just, like, a place to go... Like, it was like a bar without alcohol. Like, it was like people would just go. There was like a TV. There's couches. You just like go and like watch other people play tennis. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I remember my whole life just watching people roll up with no tennis gear. Mm-hmm. They were just like coming to just yeah. like kick it after work, uh-huh. um, which I always loved, you know, because like I grew up, I got a lot of my like social cues from like watching um, adults like, shit talk and like you know like (laughs) is there shit talking in tennis oh no there's just well yes (laughs) but there's also just like shit talking in you know being amongst other black people (laughs) you know just like didn't have anything to do with tennis they were just like there was like a constant stream of like jokes yeah and i was like i like that mm-hmm. i would like to know more about that lifestyle mm-hmm. like this is when i'm like eight. i was like i would like, <laughs> I would to, like know to subscribe to, to your magazine yeah, i would like to like be part of your community yes um so uh which was always funny because i never you know my mom would take me to the barbershop and i would and then i'd get my hair cut and then i would leave you know like i didn't yeah, like yeah. but like my mom would like leave me there all day mm-hmm. and because my mom like trusted my coach and like really like like all the kids would typically be gone around five or six. So I got those like two to three hours of like when it switched over from camp to like adults. And I love that. Like that was probably my favorite part because like as I got older, I could like actually play with them, mm-hmm. which made me better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I would just I just got to I wasn't really participating, but I just got to overhear. Yeah. Like conversations um, which was just like, uh, it's just like the best. I remember that feeling of being a kid and, and really finding adults fascinating and wanting to be around them and to, and to observe and, and, um, overhear their conversations. But I feel like when I became an adult, that all went away. <laughs> I started hating adults once I became one. And now I like kids more. Um, so wait, I, I actually interrupted you. You were telling me about, so the, 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 the kids at the camp were, were up here, uh, at the at the U.S. Tennis Center, yes, and 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 now they're back in Atlanta. Back and you're in trying Atlanta. to bring them back up for so the ba- actual. So basically, no, I'm. Um, this is to so every year, like the money is like pretty tight, tight. Yeah. So basically, uh, my goal was to raise money to like by the end of this 24 hours mm-hmm. um, 
to pay for the trip next year. Gotcha. Okay. Because like what I know happens is like they do all this fundraising all year. Mm -hmm. They pay for the trip and Mm -hmm. like the balance is back down to zero for like the next 12 months. You know, so like Mm -hmm. that's the goal is to to lighten the load or completely handle the load, you know, because I mean, it's they're already doing it like very like bare bones, like, you know, like driving the charter bus through the night from Atlanta to oh, New Oh, they're York. driving up here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some other, like, like there, there are other, you know, um, camps and stuff that do this, but, mm-hmm. you know, they fly across the country and stuff like that. Well, I was like going to say, that. you should get Delta to sponsor Delta. a Delta. flight. Let me tell you how much I love Delta. Delta's app is on my first oh. page. Oh, wait. Let's let's have this discussion. Uh, okay. Let's have this discussion. You want to do it? Yeah. Because I have many things to say about the Delta app. But first, oh. I will repeat Delta Airlines, which has a hub in Atlanta... <laughs> the city Should, of my birth yes. and this camp's existence, but, but which also calls itself New York's hometown airline. Which every time I every time I drive by it, mm-hmm. it like it's like a little knife. And, yeah, because I'm like I th- this. Is- no, but they're they're just fair weather friends. Because when I when I went to Maine a couple years ago and we landed in the Portland airport, it said it said um, Portland has an airport. Yeah, Portland, Maine. It said yes. it said Boston's hometown airport. Jesus, Bo- Delta. and I'm like, okay, so you're just you're just you, you you've that's like what that's like when the um when the band comes into town and they're like, Charlotte. Like, yeah. 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 You're the best crowd we've ever had. Yeah. It's they're like, just, you're, they're just, you're just liars. Okay. So the Delta app, let's see. Uh, what, what do you want to tell me? What do you have on there? You want to talk about status? <laughs> this is God. This is, this is going to be my mom's favorite part okay, of the good. entire thing because my mother, I love her. She's not like a bougie woman by any stretch of the imagination. It's okay is, if she is, but she's just not. Um, but she just loves talking about how many more sky miles she has in me. Oh, okay. So how many sky miles do you have? I have 66,336 sky miles. And she has more than you? Oh, she is like out, like, like she's like, you know, all the things that get called before zone one. Yeah. Premium and sky priority. She's like, yeah. Like, (laughs) yes, I'm very well aware of them. See, I'm not. And like, I was always like, who is in that life. And then me and my mom flew together and I was like, oh my God, the, the, the lady who made me is one of those ladies. I'm one of those ladies. Um, it, it, maybe it's like a generational thing. I don't think I'm old enough to be your mother, but, but, but it might, maybe it's a generational thing because I, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago, a friend of mine and I started kind of being competitive about how many about what status we had on delta because when we flew we tended to fly delta um and you know once in a while we would get rewarded because of that status we would get upgraded on like a regional flight like not across the country but like to atlanta or like to miami um and that felt good because the seat was bigger and and it was more comfortable and you got to board first and then we decided a couple of years ago that we wanted so we, we each were at like gold status there's silver gold platinum diamond um, we were at gold and we wanted to get a platinum. Damn, this is so embarrassing. So, look, look at where I am. You're okay. Well, you're 200, 60. 270 to silver, though. I'm not. Silver. Well, you don't fly that often. Or, know, or if you do, you're not flying the but same I airline. Th- I thought the next flight I was going to make it and I just missed it. So I got to take one more flight. So Here, I'm, I'll show you mine. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so amazing. I've never. Uh, oh, but see, so you have the card too. That's what. That's. Uh, that's a lot of what, so why that works. So here's a, I mean, I don't think I'm going to teach you anything about Delta, but a big Delta moment that happened with me is that, that now I only use Lyft 
Yes. And it's connected to your Delta. Yeah. One lift mile, one sky mile. Yeah. Big for me. Mm-hmm. That's a real. And you get double miles if you go to the airport. airport. <laughs> love that. I love that. I love that we're kindreds when it comes to this. I love that. Wait, before, because I, I have something else that I yeah. need to talk to you about. Okay. I forgot to um, let you introduce yourself. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Let's just let's just get you want this me out to introduce way. myself. Yes, just okay. like what, what, yeah. Well, someone outside um, asked me, "How do you know Ram?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I'm like, "Because he's black, and I am too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want black people work in media. Um, I don't remember when I first first met you. I would assume it was four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, I am a writer and editor. I am uh, I'm the editorial director of a digital magazine called Topic. For which you have written, I have. Um, it is a, a, a digital magazine that pre- that publishes once a month on a particular theme. We are mostly visual in nature, so we have a lot of text, but we have a lot of really beautiful photography and illustration beautiful. and video. We're very heavy on video, but not the sort of straight to camera works on Facebook video, but like doc like yeah. documentaries and, and some and some awarded. scripted things. Been, been found some. Yes. Some some good awards. Yes. 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 So uh, that that's what I do. Um, and and it means I do a lot of things at, at the same time and some of which I'm I'm I've been doing for a, a long time and I'm very good at like writing and editing and other things that I'm more new to like video producing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my office is down the street and, and uh, okay. our, our next issue coming out um, in a couple of days is on the theme of work and labor. OK. Um, which feels relevant because Timely. it's labor day yes <laughs> it's, 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 it's get back to work month <laughs> yes um yeah and actually we'll have to talk at some point about other stories you might want to write for us yeah rem so. did a really great story about a um a short film that we published in march called black 14 which is uh about a 17 minute documentary by a filmmaker named darius clark monroe and it's about a a, a group of high uh, excuse me college football students at the university of wyoming who in 1969 were protesting playing against Brigham Young University because of the Mormon Church's racism, and these players were themselves kicked off their own team. Yeah. Um, anyway, you can you can read Rem's piece at yeah. the site. Internet. So, um, I, I I could go on about Delta, but we can also talk about this over drinks sometimes. So, but I have I have one um, thing I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a it's a it's it's a point of pride for me. It's a point of shame for anyone that I fly with. Mm-hmm. I really don't respect um, zone boarding. Yeah, I think I've I have it down to a science to like if I'm looking at the person who does the um, like the baggage, yeah. like like the mm-hmm. the boarding pass thing. Yeah. I think I can like if I watch them for thirty seconds, mm-hmm. I can figure out if they're going to care or not that I'm Whether zone you go four. First. Okay, and I board with zone one. There are some people like there are some situations where I'm like. They're like literally like looking at they it. They look at it, yeah. Or you see someone do it and get like no. Right. Or the person that's over the mic is like very clear that mm-hmm. like but I feel like that's twenty percent of the time. Oh. So eighty percent of the 80%? time you get through. Oh no no no. A hundred percent of the time I've gotten through. <laughs> but eighty percent of the time I feel like the window is ripe. Okay. And I because I have a uh my one I don't like flying, but like my my truest flight anxiety is that I don't like one. I hate checking a bag. Me too. And two, I don't want to be in the position yes. with my big bag where yes. there's no overhead. That's why zones are important. I know, but I don't. 
because I don't have the status yet, I still yeah. end up in the zone three, yeah, zone I four world. I know. And maybe, maybe once I go to the next level, zone one just will happen. I'm hoping. Well, what you really want is like sky priority or premium, but yeah. like, but those, but those, those are like, if, if, if you've, if someone's bought you a business class ticket, you will get immediate yes. priority or premium boarding. Yes. Um, no, th- that's the reason why people will get, you know, are, are you pre-check? Yeah. Damn. I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know what? I'll take you, I'll take you to the office where you can get it done. You just go there and you like get it done and they'll, and they'll clear it. So clear. you don't have to go to the airport? No, no. You have to go to the airport, I think, for clear. Uh, which clear is like, like double pre-check? I kind of, I think I, so. But if you, downtown Brooklyn, right near where I live. Yeah. I'll take you over there. Just bring like your like ID. It'll take you like, I don't know, 25 minutes to fill out the thing and they'll like, it's insane Look, that I haven't done this, right? Yeah, come on, because like you, because you, you actually go home quite often. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I'm like I'm probably on a plane like every six weeks. Okay, then you need to get the pre-check. <sighs> okay. um, but so I don't know if you've heard of of this phenomenon, if you can call it that, of of frequent flyers who go on what they call mileage runs. <clears throat> so they're purposely no. taking a plane a particular distance um, to get status for the following year so maybe it's like november and they're like oh, i got only eleven thousand miles before i get the next status i'm gonna take a mileage run so i did that once with the aforementioned friend um a couple of years ago we wanted to get platinum status we were like i don't know ten thousand miles away from you that you can't buy that right you can't like no. buy it like, I don't, well i i don't know like at least you couldn't then so we looked for a cheap ticket that would take us in a long distance and we found a cheap ticket to tel aviv oh, so shit. we got on a plane on friday night at jfk flew to tel aviv Landed, it was like 8 a.m. Tel Aviv time when we landed, or maybe a little bit later. We were t- we were, we went out and had meals. We drove um, to the Dead Sea, <laughs> into <Yeah>. Jerusalem. <laughs> like, like, no, seriously, all, all during the day, and then dro- and then had her, her sister drive us back Shut to the airport. Got up. back on the plane and drove and flew all the way back to JFK. Within, so we were back here on Sunday. How many hours were you on the non-airport ground in Tel Aviv? About 10. That's amazing. Well, and it, it wasn't just Tel Aviv. It was Jerusalem as yeah. well. So just like it's Israel. Yes. <laughs> um, but that that was bananas. I mean, I, I would never do that again. It was kind of like a dream, you know. Yeah. But but we then got platinum status for the following year. And, 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 and but <laughs> did you did you did you feel did you feel the impact of platinum status on your life? Yes. Okay, that's all I needed Absolutely. to hear. Absolutely. That's all I needed to hear. Absolutely. So I will give you pointers, but you should get the annex. You should get the Amex because like that's what that's what's gonna do it. His thing, I just like I have I have some of that recession credit that I'm building up, but sometimes like like wait, what are you saying? Like, like you have credit, of, you have credit cards you have to pay off still? No, or? no, I have like credit that I have to refix. Gotcha. That I'm just like okay continuously okay like getting there. Yeah, but you know okay. like I'm like paying for the sins of my then early don't get 20s. a credit card. <laughs> yes, like, like <laughs> do no, not get one. Like I am okay. like. I'm like debit carded out. That's more that your credit is more important than your status on. <laughs> you're, on saying Delta. My, you're saying my credit is more important than flying to Tel Aviv for ten hours. Yes, <laughs> yes, but um, that's so funny. Anyway, we'll have, we'll have a discussion about yes. this another time when people do aren't you, listening. Do you have any other questions about tennis? Yeah, I have other questions about tennis. Yes. Um, uh, I want to know if you saw that great Serena Williams ad that everyone was passing around. <sighs> so good. Yes, I did. I loved it. I've always appreciate it richard williams mm-hmm. he used to be like a very you know controversial i know yeah. figure of like mm-hmm. child rearing mm-hmm. and all this shit mm-hmm. like they were like i feel like there was a world in which people were trying to like pin him as mm-hmm. like a sports joe jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. which i always hated yeah 
Because I'm like, he didn't beat the shit out of his daughters. Yeah. He's just a hard ass. Yeah, the, the, the thing about that ad I felt like that was the most important was not that it depicted her as a young child and intercut with her as an adult. It was her relationship with her dad that it was yeah, depicting. Exactly. That's what was moving about it. Um, yeah, I've watched it like five times. It's, I mean, because I did, like, I would love to, I mean, these are like the ideas where I'm like, I would love to see someone do it, like, when it's like an idea that you should do. Like, like what happened in I, probably like five or six, like, cities in America where, like, there was that one summer where like Serena, Venus and Tiger were all happening. Mm-hmm. And like suddenly like the driving ranges and tennis centers are just flooded mm-hmm. with black kids. Like mm-hmm. I was in that generation of like, like golf and tennis is like the way out mm-hmm. generation. Or a way out a or, way or out. at least an option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for some, the mm-hmm. only hopeful option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are some, I grew up around some sad stories of like there was no plan b right like we are investing everything we're not really investing in academics mm-hmm. we're just like this kid is going to eat sleep tennis and there were some highs but then like you're 19 and like you're you've peaked as a tennis player yeah and like there's nothing else yeah to do like there are there are you know like amazing success stories and some like darker stories of like the kind of like hoop dreams, tennis mm-hmm. world and golf world that I was very much happening in my, mm-hmm. um, in my lifetime. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember at camp when Serena or Venus would play, like everyone would come off the court. Mm-hmm. It was like the only thing that got everyone off the yeah. court and you'd have like a hundred kids and all these coaches like crowded around this one, not very big TV mm-hmm. Back and, when people didn't have big flat screens. Yeah. yeah. And like every time, like every single time Serena or Venus got a point, like everyone would clap. Mm-hmm. And it's just like thinking about those rooms. Like I, 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 there's parts of my childhood that I have like, like some pretty like noticeable, like gaps, like memory wise. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember my summers at camp very well like i remember do you have pictures yeah my mom's got my mom's got stuff um i i, I know we have, i probably have to run to the next person come come in have you ever seen serena play in, in, yes. in live mm-hmm. yes it, like at the open um I, I i did too i've only seen her play once when she was in the final was it two years ago when she lost uh-huh. that really really fucking it wrecked me it was it, it was wrecked me Ugh, it was i hated bad. it i hated it um Ask me one more tennis question then. Ask you one. Okay. Uh, clay, grass, uh, what do they call Hard. it? Hard court? Hard, yeah. yeah. Um, I've played on all. I love, I love playing on clay because like the sliding around mm-hmm. is like very fun and it's mm-hmm. also like good, better on your knees. Um, um, I mean, I grew up playing on hard court, so I know how to play on hard court the best. Um, I have like the scars on my legs to... Proof, to prove it to like I, I used to be like a diver like oh jumping okay, for okay, shots gotcha. yeah. um grass is just like super bougie and wild and like like there's not a lot of them it's very Wimbledon um yes <laughs> yeah. I uh Wimbledon being like my probably bucket list event to go to in life next year um I hope so we'll get some um, delta <laughs> I know, no delta <laughs> that delta Wimbledon collab. they fly direct to Heathrow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um grass is grass is crazy though like the the 
the ball doesn't bounce that much, so it's like goes like really fast. Like 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 on hard court, it like hits like it hits the court and then bounces up at like a pretty like as high as it you would think it like okay. like on grass. It just kind of like skids like like low. Like it'll hit the grass. So, you, so it's like you, you, it's a game that's played at a lower altitude in a way. Well, it, yeah, like it's like you have to you can't rely on the ball to like bounce up to like as high as like you right. normally hit the ball. So okay. you have to like. You have to get up to it quicker mm-hmm. because, like, it kind of like it bounces and it it drops it, quicker. Yeah, it's like like thinking about like how something bounces on a carpet. Sure, sure. You know, sure. it's just not going to be it the same as like on, on your on your wood floor. So, what about clay? Um, um, clay is like clay is fun because like you can like um, like you see if like the ball went in or out because there's like a right. Um, the one of- weird thing about like on on hard court, like there the lines on the court are like the same um they're, they're the same as the court like they're not like elevated um like the lines aren't like 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 they're high, not text, higher they're not textured yeah. or yeah yeah, yeah, or like, like, yeah. yeah they were like made with the court right on clay court there's like an elevated like it's little, chalk um, i'm assuming no it's like a yeah no there's like a little um it's it really depends on the on the court, but like it is like something that's put on the court. Oh, I see. Okay. And so if it hits the line, there's like no real telling how it's how the ball's gonna react. Okay. Um, which means just you gotta be a little bit prepared for that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there were like Atlanta was mostly hard courts, but there was like a couple tennis centers that had like like a tennis center was kind of cool if it had like two clay courts. Uh-huh. Um, but like you have to like maintain those like. Um, like the water and right, everything right. like that. Who's the most um, famous tennis player to come out of Atlanta? Um, like, me. <laughs> uh, not me. Um, there's a kid that I um, I grew up with who might actually call in hopefully later. His name is Scoville Jenkins. He played in a couple U.S. Opens, mm-hmm. like played against Federer, like played mm-hmm. a real good match. Like we, um, he's like a legend in Atlanta. We're like the, I think he's like a year older than me, but like we came up like playing like basketball and tennis just like as kids whose parents take them to the camp mm-hmm. and then he got big like he got like strong and tall and big and like went to like an academy and like was like the top ranked 18 year old in the country wow. and like went pro and um now is a he's a college tennis coach mm-hmm. like he's like he's that's like a he has like a really great like post professional tennis backup plan story like it wasn't like 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 leaning into like being an instructor and like being a college coach and that type of stuff. Like that's, that's an exciting story for me. Like the fact that you got to play in like multiple grand slams, like yeah. that's, that's incredible. Amazing. Uh, and the fact that you're still you like still playing in the game that, uh, you love. Um, there's also like this family, like the Jenkinses. um, there's a bunch of them. Um, and they, they played at my tennis center and, and like, there's like, there were like three, hubs for black tennis in Atlanta. There was a, a McGee Tennis Center, Washington Park Tennis Center, and this Tennis Center Burdette. And they kind of like bounced around all three. But one of them, Jermaine, is Serena's like traveling practice partner. Oh, cool. So, which is really cool. Yeah. Like he played at UVA and like, I think played a little professional, but like, I mean, what a, what a gig. You get to travel the world with Serena totally. and, and hit with her every single day. Like that's, that's the coolest thing. And he, he, um, the day before I saw the kids at the U S open, like he went out and talked to the kids mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like, it's, it's cool that like everyone's kind of done their own thing, but like everyone is kind of acknowledging 
that this camp was like a, a starting point for like lots of people. So how do people don- donate to this fundraiser? Yes. Yeah, so there is a um, if you're just like on GoFundMe, if you type, if you search Advantage Kids, mm-hmm. which is the um, the name of the podcast, okay. um, it'll pop, it'll populate. Um, if you also just type it in, if you type in AdvantageKids.co.co slash donate, um, you will see it. Um, it's all going to the same place. All going to the same place. Um, right now, it's exciting. Um, we're at twelve thousand seven hundred thirty-one bucks. And what's the goal? Twenty-four. Oh, we can go higher than that. I mean, the goal is to go more. Yeah. Like they, they're not going to cut you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but I mean. It was like 10,000 when I woke up this morning. So okay. like, that's exciting. Great. Um, but uh, Is this podcast being broadcast live? Is that, a, or is that, or is it by definition then not a podcast? <laughs> no, it's so they're like, they're, they're making, so like this, all the episodes come out, like there's basically a two hour lag. Oh, okay. So your, your one thirty podcast like at, 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 at 3.30. At 3.30, so, so okay. So basically like the, like at the top of every hour, the podcast is airing. Um, your podcast is airing two hours later. Gotcha. So like the okay. like you're part of the the one p.m. block. Mm-hmm. So you and Megan, who was on before you, mm-hmm. um, come out at the, that's the three o'clock podcast. And who's who, who's on after me? Um, do you know Elena Bergeron? I know the name. Yeah, she's uh, runs it, SB Nation. She's, is she here? She's sitting right out there. Oh, okay, cool. It's Good. fun. All right, Anna. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to go coming. donate myself right now. And I'm hopefully, so by the time that my episode comes out, we're up to like 20. I'd like that. I would love that. Uh, okay. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And get excited for hour five. <laughs> Thanks, guys.